Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'm on a journey of discovering what loving oneself actually looks like. I want to invite you into my process, hear some of my crazy stories, as well as hear some amazing people with wisdom and insight give their take on what it looks like to love yourself well, and in turn be able to love people well too. Come on, let's go. To the very first episode of Like Me, Like You. Um, I am Bethany, and I have decided that I was going to start to talk about a thing that I've been going through in my own life, and with the hopes that it helps other people who are going through the same thing. Um, I have realized that we all have a common denominator in our lives, and it's that we all carry inner dialogue in our head. Uh, that is the most critical to ourselves is is us. So I have been tuning in to the critical thoughts about me in my head for the very uh, last probably six months now and or probably more than that. Oh Lord Jesus, it's almost Christmas. So I would say probably a year now. I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a while. So this is the first time that I've decided to just step out and do it after Quite a few people have, you know, pushed me to do this very thing. And so uh, this first episode is probably going to be about how scared I am because that is 100% true. I have put this off for quite some time out of fear, basically. I don't don't even know. Fear that no one's going to listen to it. Fear that the people who do listen to it are not going to like it. Fear that people are actually going to listen to it. Like all of these crazy things that I have uh, warred with in my own mind, with my own critical voice. And so that's basically uh, the thing that got me started was that I realized probably close to a year ago, it was in the spring, that I had a very loud, critical voice in my head that was my own voice that spoke to me all day long, like we all do, that inner dialogue, that inner talk um, in our heads. And the thing was, is that this critical part of me was shaping and molding me to believe something and live a life that was false. It, It wasn't reality. It wasn't true. I was creating an alternate story. I was creating a, a story that, that wasn't real and living as though it was. So um, I would probably say back in the new year, I decided that I was going to pay attention to this crazy critical voice in my head all day long. I find that what I realized was I was so used to hearing it and so used to criticizing myself all of the time that it became like background noise that I just accepted and believed as true and was able just to like, oh, of course, that's right. Yes. So I'll give you an example. I uh, decided for one day, sorry, I would jot down and pay attention to how many critical thoughts I had about myself in a day. And, um, it was bananas. It was nuts. So I stopped counting at a thousand and realized, holy cow, there is a problem here. Like there is a major problem. And it was any thought that ranged from you look ugly today 
to me looking at a girl's boots that I saw on the street and the voice would say like, you'll never have enough money to have those. So like any type of like regular, crazy, critical thought that would float in my head, I counted and I stopped counting at a thousand and the day wasn't over. So I realized, holy cow, I wonder how many people um, hear a thought like this on a regular basis all day long, streaming through your head like background music. And because it's always been there, because it's something that you have heard for so long, it becomes like a knee-jerk reaction or a second nature to believe that what it's saying is true. And what I realized that in believing it, I partnered and believed with that type of critical thinking over what anyone else would tell me, over what my friends would say or my family would say, over any type of feedback I would receive or any praise or accolade was erased, wiped away because what I heard loud and clear was this critical self-talk in my head that was louder than anything else. And that, believe it or not, was the thing that I believed to be true. It was the safest thing for me to believe to be true. Um, And so I started to wonder and think, man, after a thousand negative thoughts about myself in one day that I stopped at, I could have kept going, but I was starting, I at first decided that I was going to like track everything that I was saying then that was taking up too much space and it was taking too long. So then I just started to do like a mark, like a one, two, another one, another one, another one. And I got to a thousand and stopped um, and realized, wow, this is crazy. And if I think this way, I wonder who else thinks this way too. And the next day at work, I decided to ask and come to find out. It didn't matter if you were thin. It didn't matter if you were tall or short, male or female or it didn't it just didn't matter if you were beautiful if you thought you were plain if you were married or single if you were young or old uh in my little work survey that i did with a few of my coworkers i realized we we all think the same thing which is to me mind blowing because how many times in life do you look at a person and think that you've read their mail that you know exactly what their life is like you know, how great they have it, you know, how much probably money they make, you know, you know, what their life would be like to live on a daily basis. And it's that classic, the grass is greener on the other side, like syndrome where we sit and think like nobody knows what it's like to be me. It sucks to be me if I could only be like that person. And little do we know, (laughs) you don't know how many critical thoughts that they're speaking to themselves on a regular basis every day. Which just kind of like threw my paradigm a little bit for what I thought was uh, right and just. So I just justice and like truth and uh, what is right versus what are wrong and giving praise where praise is due, that sort of a thing is extremely important to me. That's like hugely important to my life and I realize like what what's fair is fair is a hard thing that I've held on to for a long time and unfortunately it's just not like that life isn't what's fair is fair like we don't get that all of the time and so what happened to me is in my life I became a victim to myself and looking around what I realized was that nothing was fair according to me 
So I would see a prettier, thinner girl and think she doesn't deserve the kindness. She doesn't deserve the, I don't know, whatever she has, whatever she's worked for. She doesn't deserve it because she doesn't know what it's like to be me. She doesn't deserve a boyfriend. She doesn't deserve that job. She doesn't deserve whatever it may be um, because I have had it worse. It's, it's my turn to be where she's at. So she needs to sit down and give me a turn because what's fair is fair. And let me tell you, that is a real ugly way to think and an ugly way to live because you start to view people and treat people according to the way you you think. Eventually, that inner dialogue is going to seep out somewhere. It's going to just go out into your life or your you might never ever utter the words because I think if we were to all utter what we were thinking all the time, people would be horrified and shocked. And that's what I realized. I kind of like through this list that I that I kept of all of the terrible things that I was thinking about myself on a day-to-day basis, I kind of just ran a few things by my friend and her face of just shock and horror. I realized like, oh, this is cruel. Like I wouldn't say this to a stranger. I wouldn't even say these things to someone I didn't like. It would just be too cruel. Like the words that I were talking to myself about and calling myself and, and speaking over myself and accusing myself of were things I wouldn't even to say to someone that I, I didn't like, which is nuts. So with that being said, how much did I like myself if I were saying horrible things to myself that I wouldn't even say to a person I didn't particularly like or was fond of? And that's when I realized, oh, maybe it's because you don't like yourself. <laughs> So, and you've been stuck with you the whole time, your whole life. You've been stuck with you. You've not been able to get away from you. You've had to live with you your whole life. So it's really easy to say the things and do the things to yourself that you would never say or do to anyone else. So that is what this podcast is about. I have 36 years of doing things to myself that I regret and that I hated and saying things to myself and thinking things about myself that I hated and regretted that I am now working toward turning around and switching uh, to being truthful and honest with me even about the good things that realizing that being kind to myself is not arrogance or boasting but it's it's in fact kindness. It's it's showing myself a grace and a mercy. Because if I can't show myself grace and mercy, then how can I show someone else grace and mercy to the extent that it should be shown? You know, at the end of the day, we all want to be kind. We all want to be known for being kind for the most part. We don't want to be walked around labeled as like a horrible person. I think for the most part, we all want to be known as being a good, kind person. And and it's interesting because I realized with the way that I talked about myself and thought about myself, I could only go so far with loving other people because I it was an uncharted territory for me. I couldn't get beyond a certain point because it wasn't genuine. I could only love people so far 
because I couldn't bring myself there because I didn't feel that way about myself. So with that being said, I have spent the last, I don't know, eight months. Well, it's actually really been a three-year journey, three, four-year journey. Yeah, four-year journey to really trying to turn around and love myself again and love myself well. Um, And that's going to be the next couple episodes. I'm going to be able to explain my history and my story and the beginnings of not loving myself, where that started, where I started to dislike myself, where I started to hate myself. And when we hate ourselves, we do awful things to ourselves. And luckily, this comes in some funny stories via Tinder. Thank you, Tinder, for my stories. And just life in general, having run-ins with people, having misunderstandings, misunderstanding someone's motives or their heart toward you. Um, For the longest time, I have read compliments through the filter. So I've received compliments through the filter of pity. So I would have people tell me like, you look so nice or wow, I really like your hair or whatever it may be. I think you're beautiful, whatever they might say. And I would hear like, oh, I really like your hair. Oh, yeah, you're beautiful. Or I'd hear, oh, you're so beautiful as in like a pitiful, like they are showing me pity. So I became really abruptly like easy to turn down a compliment. Like, okay, thanks. No, thank you. Like, okay, like, you know, still trying to be polite in society, but also not receiving the compliment because I started to receive that stuff as pity, which is wild when people who love you and see you say like, hey, I think you're beautiful. And I just say like, okay, thanks, but never, ever believe them or receive it as truth. So could you imagine trying to be in a relationship with someone and you're trying to tell them how you feel and they literally reject everything you say? That's what I was doing to myself and to other people as well. So with that being said, I would love for you to come along and hear all of my antidotes, all of my stories, and even my current process of what it's like to walk through starting to love myself again. Hope. Hopefully you'll turn in again next time. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.